talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Friday. Good evening. Welcome to Red Friday on North Sound. One, three new strikers in on transfer deadline day, but defeat against Livingston just 24 hours later. Tomorrow, it's a trip to Edinburgh to face third-placed Hibs, and Aberdeen boss Derek McInnes says he's used to the pressure. Built pressure really since you know there's pressure been on here since day one, um, and the more you do, the more that it, it increases. So, listen, it's I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm relaxed about it. I'm absolutely good for the game tomorrow we're looking forward to the game the intention is to go down and give a good account of ourselves for Aberdeen Football Club and get three points that allows us to go back into third spot um, and listen that's not good enough for some then so be it North Sound 1 Red Friday Yes, this is Red Friday. I'm Mike. I'm joined in the studio by Andrew Shiny and Dave McDermott. 2-0 defeat to Livingston in the highs of an exciting transfer deadline day. Brought back down to earth with a bump, Andrew. Absolutely. All optimism on, on Monday night when we heard that there was three new strikers coming in. All negative after the the first half in particular on, on Tuesday. It just wasn't acceptable. I spoke to Lewis Ferguson after the game for Red TV and he didn't miss. He just said none of us were up to scratch. Uh, a club like Aberdeen shouldn't be losing at home uh, to a, a team like Livingston, regardless of how well Livingston have been playing. And uh, now we've got this massive match uh, against Hibs tomorrow. Uh, so important because... You know, if you finish third in the table, um, you're guaranteed into Europe. If you finish fourth, you're guaranteed Europe as well um, for next season. But you want to be finishing as high up the league table as you possibly can. Well, it's not just fourth, is it now? Because Livingston, you look at them, they're, six, they're five points behind. But again, defeat for Aberdeen tomorrow, a win for Livingston, and suddenly that gap closes. Absolutely. And f- first of all, I think Lewis was being a wee bit harsh on himself because I thought Lewis and perhaps Greg Lee actually played in loose certainly you could certainly see the effort because he was yeah. everywhere he was really trying he said to in commentary he, he doesn't deserve to be in a losing team the way he was playing but um, so anyway yeah it's a huge game tomorrow make no mistake about that and the ironic thing was before the game the manager in the press conference before Tuesday was saying about how defensively we were really solid but something needed to be done up, up front and ironically it was the defence with two horror shows in the first 15 minutes yeah. that um, that cost us the game. The problem as well, you play against a team like Livingston who are used to making things difficult for other teams to score. With all respect to them, that is the way that they, you know, they're playing good football, but they are shutting up shop. They get two goals early on. At one, you think that's a hard task. At two, you think that's a mountain that's almost not manageable Absolutely and you've got to give uh, Livingston full credit they got their game plan absolutely spot on they were in Aberdeen's faces uh, from the word go in fact there were times in that first half when you were looking out in the pitch and thinking have they got 14 players out there because it seemed every time an Aberdeen player got possession of the ball there was three black shirts around them and they once they got that 2-0 lead they were able then to step back a wee bit defend a little bit deeper invite Aberdeen on to them and say well come on throw us your best shot mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll see how we deal with it things may have turned around slightly had the Ferguson shot that hit the underside mm-hmm. of the bar been given as a goal um, 
I'm not as convinced as the manager was put it that way uh, having seen it a couple of times well the whole ball has to be over the line and I yeah, think there was it, a bit of it but the, whether you it's difficult to ball. know whether the whole ball was over it it maybe makes the, the case for goal line technology I'd rather that you had goal line technology than the full blown VAR because <laughs> we would be here forever more uh, with it the way it's been handled uh, but I think in the end of the day Aberdeen just weren't good enough on the night there was too many players that were not informed but I have to agree with Dave I thought second half in particular Lewis Ferguson who was absolutely raging with himself and the team when he came off at half time Mm -hmm. and you did think maybe half time's come at the right time for him because he just needs to you know calm down just a wee bit but he he channeled all his his frustrations into producing as good a performance as we've seen from him all season you hope that that rubs off on the other players mm-hmm. and that uh, we go to Easter Road a ground where we've got a very good record um it's not a place that you go to with any trepidation uh you just hope that you know all the the anger that the, the players have spoken about since uh, it having been so poor on Tuesday night gets channeled in the right way in a positive fashion for tomorrow's match. A uh, bit of a shame in some ways for uh, the the new boys who signed on the Monday there as well because obviously you've got three players coming in. We saw Fraser Hornby up front and uh, and uh, also Henry coming on later in the game as well and actually I thought that um, Henry especially made a fairly decent account of himself and I think Fraser Hornby I, I was we were talking about this earlier Andrew but he's going to need some time to get up to speed because he's not been playing regularly Yeah and neither has Callum Henry he's been playing regularly which is of course is uh, one of the problems when you do get players in the, in the January window but uh, yeah but they're, they're playing up front I thought Henry did do reasonably well Hornby needs to have service before he can do anything with the ball but it will take a wee, a wee while to get up but they, they're probably after <laughs> what, the, what they've been sold the club on I'm quite sure that uh, it was a bit of a, a shock for them as well Yeah well it was certainly a shock for some fans let's get the thoughts now of our fan reporter Graham. Watt looking back on that game on Tuesday Yeah Mick Tuesday was very disappointing from Aberdeen I think you know, what was disappointing most of all was the performance and the, the attitude from the players because they let Livingston bully them. They did. The, Livingston were all over Aberdeen, especially that first half, Mike. The, Aberdeen played a bit a bit better the second half, but, you know, Livingston had the game won. Um, you know, they had something to hold on to in the second half. They, they got a bit deeper. They invited Aberdeen onto them. If, if you watched the game, you know, you can see it. Livingston said, well, here you go, try and break us down. Aberdeen had one, one effort that probably should have been should have been a goal it looked in um, but other than that Mike it was the, the whole game it was just n- nothing to get excited about from a fan's point of view um, a lot of fans want Derek McInnes gone you know I've, I've been looking at the, all the comments and you know there's very very little that are you know behind Derek McInnes I know that's it's only social media um, and you're not going to get not everyone's on social media but a lot of the fans on there Every comment you read is Derek McInnes must go, must go, you know, and it's that's the the thing with Aberdeen at the moment. There's no nothing to be excited about or be positive about. I think with Florian Camberry, Mike, I think he's the one that could bring a, a bit of swagger to Aberdeen and a bit of excitement. Um, he's that sort of player. He's a player that plays on confidence, and he's got that swagger about him that if he's in the mood, he's a, a lot like Gary McKay Stephen. 
if he's in the mood, he can be very dangerous and he can score goals. And he, he'll bring that little bit of excitement to the Aberdeen fans. And I think that's, that could be something that might swing it back in Derek McInnes' favour. If Aberdeen get the win tomorrow, he can probably turn it around again like he has done so often. Um, we'll see, Mike. Um, I'm struggling to stay, stay positive, but we'll see. Hopefully he does. Yeah, he is good. Uh, Dave Derek McInnes, that is, at turning things around. He's got a record of doing it time and time again. Yes, and if you're manager of a club like Aberdeen it's something you have to do because <laughs> the expectation levels are right, quite rightly very high um, but uh, yeah I mean as Andrew said we've got a good record down there we've got a good record this season against Tibbs we've beaten them twice already um, the win down there and then the game up here when we they, they never really look like getting anything from that game. They have yeah. added to their squad like Aberdeen, and have got you know good good players. Hey, Jack Snervin and Dave Cadden in, mid, in midfield are good positive additions. So, but you know they as they don't have a great record at yeah. home against us in particular in recent seasons. So f- fingers crossed. We've got to remain optimistic. Yeah, well, we're going to talk, uh, as you would expect, about the pressure that Derek McInnes is under. I think that we, we've talked about that on and off. I think it's certainly been ramped up in the last few days. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, but just looking forward, Andrew, to tomorrow's game, we saw that game the, the last time the sides met where Aberdeen had the game won very early on, very much like the Livingston game. Again, you felt like Hibs, they didn't really quite sort of fulfil their potential when they're t- when a team's 2-0 down. If you're the manager of that team, you want them to be really, you know, going for it and up and at the other team and it didn't really quite happen similarly to Tuesday in a lot of ways. It was very similar. I mean, they were scored early on through Scott Wright and then Sam Cosgrove with that ridiculous finish. Um, what a great memory to leave Pataudry with. Yeah. Um, and they... Then you expected a backlash from Hibs. It wasn't forthcoming. And as Dave said, you know, they've got good players. But I'm looking at their record at home in the league. Played 13 games. They've only won four. They've lost four. They've drawn five. Their wins have been against Kilmarnock twice, Hamilton and St Mirren. So they're they're far better on the road. And they, I don't know whether it's it's the pitch at Easter Road or being at Easter Road when there's no fans but for whatever reason they don't fire in all cylinders when they're on their home ground. So uh, yeah, it's it's a difficult one to call because on paper and on recent results the last couple of games I'm talking about yeah. um, you would say Hibs are the favourites but Derek McInnes revels in being the underdog yeah. and, and, and loves it when the, the odds are stacked against him because so often we've seen in the past that's when Aberdeen you know it's almost the, the old siege mentality that Fergie thrived on you know the West Coast media hate us you know the teams in the West Coast they're always the, the teams that you've got to beat go down there and show them that you're better than them that's the, the type of team talk I'm sure that Derek will be delivering tomorrow Yeah it is a huge game Dave one of the difficulties is of course is the results in the last week the two games against Livingston because when you're up against Livingston a team who at the first game hadn't been beaten in 12 you're looking at their 13th and 14th game they've gone on this incredible run they've managed to keep up and I would imagine that it's a similar situation you're playing against a form team you want to get the win and it just didn't happen so that's the worry from the fans point of view that something's changed yeah and and also the injury situation hasn't exactly helped matters you know with Noash Taylor tomorrow and, and uh, Ryan Hedges yeah. arguably our, our best player Huge for miss. the season he's going to be a, a, a big loss um, so probably a, a 
change of shape for the, the team as well. So, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, you can understand the fans' frustration at the moment. But, uh, you know, football being football, as you know, that one day it can be, you know, lows to the low and the next day highs to the high and yeah. then back again. Well, we're, uh, we're going to hear a bit more about that just now, actually, because there has been a lot written over the last couple of days in the media and on social media. Uh, but no doubting tomorrow is a huge match. And Derek McInnes knows... It's not going to be an easy task. It's a game we'd love to win, clearly. You know, just a reminder that we go third with a game in hand by winning. You know, it's a, it's a team that we've had to play very well against to beat them on both occasions this season. And it is a tough ask to get down there again and beat them, but it's one that we're more than capable of doing. I think, you know, just looking at the season now, everything that's happened up until now really is... It's not really uh, uh, important in terms of there's 12 games left and it's what we do in these 12 games that actually determine if it's been a successful campaign or not. Um, and that's what we're concentrating on, the, the first of these 12 games now against Hibs, to try and really go and focus on the game and win, win all three points. Unfortunately for us, we're, we are having to do it without a couple of key players. Ryan Hedges go for an operation on Friday and is out for the season. A really unusual injury. He will be out for the season. His operation on Friday, which again, you know, with him and with Scotty uh, leaving as well in January, it's 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 a real blow. But one we need to try and deal with, and one we intend to deal with. Yeah, we're uh, we've heard this before, of course, Andrew, because Denmark has he's felt the pressure in previous times at the club. It is I th- I feel there's a slight difference with the way the fans are at the moment, and certainly a win, as he said there, a win. You're in third. You've got a game in hand over Hibs. Things are looking good. A draw, not the best result, really, because Livingston are right behind you, hot in your heels, and defeat really uh, is probably not thinkable. Yeah. Um... If you were to lose to Hibs, it would create a gap of five points between us and them. And that game in hand, then, you know, you forget about it because you still can't catch them. Uh, the, a draw, it probably wouldn't be the worst result, but Aberdeen need a win. And that will be their, their sole focus, is go and get a win. Doesn't matter what the performance looks like. Um, a performance allied to a result is an absolute bonus, but it's all about getting the result tomorrow. It's it's all about desire, and it's all about commitment to the cause, and I think, as, as we mentioned earlier, Lewis Ferguson epitomises that, and he and Ross McCrory in the middle of the park, I think, are going to be so pivotal on the outcome of this game. If they're at their best, they're up against Jackson Irvin, Chris Cadden, um, you know, decent players, but... Oh, as I say, at their best, Ferguson and McCrory are as good a midfield duo as there is in this league. Yeah, and you're looking at the two sides this season, Dave, and they've very similar kind of paths, and, and even just with the goal difference, they've conceded the same amount of goals. Um, Hibs have scored a few more, have that game enhanced, I think six more they've scored, and that has been a problem for the Dons. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know, that's three games without a goal. Um, which has caused that which, gap to get yeah, bigger. exactly, and, but no, it's been a case of uh, leapfrogging each other between ourselves and Hibs all season uh, as the manager to be fair before the season started he earmarked Hibs as the yeah. the, the, the club that would be up there uh, ahead of the rest but uh, yeah scoring goals was uh, is something that we need to do hopefully the once we've got Camberry here and he's got his work permit uh, he can add to the mix Hornby as you said needs some game time so so too does Callum Hendry because he hasn't yeah. been playing much at all um, in, in recent times and uh, no more defensive lapses 
which you know, uncharacteristic though they were, it's not the first time this season we've we've seen it. So we we need to eradicate that. Yeah, and we haven't even touched on that, but uh, probably less said about that particular goal, uh, the better. P- perhaps both of them. Uh, right, it's third against fourth tomorrow. It's a huge game for Aberdeen, as as it always is down Easter Road. We're going to be talking more about Derek McInnes and also where the fans sit with everything at the moment. In just a moment. Dons in action tomorrow at Easter Roads and Celtic's form has been up and down all season. Many fans were looking at the Dons to challenge for second. Boss Derek McInnes was asked what he's aiming for for the rest of the season. Right now, we would happily take third. That's what we're working towards. We're looking to cement that European spot as quickly as possible. And third would be a successful league campaign for us. You know, you know, you need to have a lot of things go right for you to challenge for second. And obviously, we've had the benefit of that in recent seasons, um, finishing second. But for us, you know, well, we're trying to get the balance right of selling good players, player, key players, you know, losing McKenna right and Cosgrove in two windows in the one season and bringing up much-needed money for the club. That is so important. It's a fine balancing act for us to, to keep the club right, to bring much-needed cash in, but also to try and stay competitive. So, you know, I would, I would suggest on the back of all that, difficulties we've had and losing key players, I would suggest third would be a, a good campaign despite all that. North Zone 1, Red Friday. Yeah, it is Hibs tomorrow and uh, a game which potentially, I mean, if you believe what you read today, Andrew, because there's been a lot written about Derek McInnes and his position as manager. He started his reign with a goalless draw at Easter Road eight years ago. Uh, there are suggestions in the media today that if things don't go his way, then it, go the Don's way, then that could be it for him. We've heard fans talking about this too, but it, you do feel like the media have kind of ramped things up a fair bit today. It looks a bit like that, doesn't it? I mean, uh, I we saw... haven't really seen that much. N- not, not from the media. Um, not sort of you know headline one-off articles. Um, you know, like the one that Tom English at the BBC wrote. Um, uh, Derek McInnes is a, an experienced guy. Tomorrow's his 600th game as a manager. He's seen it all. He's done it all. You know, he's he's going to be not immune to it. He'll be well aware of all the, the stuff that's being thrown at him. But he's got the experience of, as we've said, having had down times where he's bounced back. He's, he's not a guy, and he, he doesn't make the club one that gets really high when you win something and really low when things are, are going the other way. He tries to keep the, the equilibrium as as balanced as possible. And I think that, you know, having an experienced campaigner at the helm like that can only be a help to Aberdeen because there, it, it is, once again, it's, it's a new team. And... Look through this season. We've used 32 players in the league this season because of injuries, because of changes of personnel. Um, You know, there hasn't been the consistency of selection. And so, as a result, you've you've got a a certain backbone to the side. Joe Lewis in goal, Andy Considine, Tommy Hoban... uh, and Ash Taylor at the back. Obviously, Taylor won't be there tomorrow. Lewis Ferguson and Ross McCrory have both been in and out of the side for various reasons. Uh, and you've had to change your entire strike force. Um, that doesn't lend itself to producing a season where you're going to achieve all your ambitions. So it's 
it's been, I mean, we've said it so many times, it's been a season like no other. But there's been so many factors that have contributed towards the inconsistency that Aberdeen have shown this season. But they've won as many games this season as they did last season, albeit it was truncated. Uh, so they just need to get their act together. Um, you know, all hands to the pump tomorrow. Backs against the wall. Nobody expects us to win. As I say, take on board a siege mentality and go down there and show what you're made of. When you see uh, media writing articles about managers' positions, do managers then take that and sort of, if they've got the players and the, the dressing room are still on side with the manager, just in general, do they take that and do they pin it up in the in the dressing room and say, look, this is what we're up against, go and win the game? Is that the kind of thing that they need? There has been doing? in the past. Plenty of articles have been uh, put up in dressing rooms all over the country to motivate players ahead of games, uh, whether whether. I don't. I don't personally don't think that that would be the case tomorrow. But I do think that the team talk that Derek gives will be very much about showing the fact, as Andrew said, nobody expects us to win. Go out there and give a performance. And to be perfectly, you know, honest, the the players deserve to give the fans a performance because the, since the turn of the year, it's not been exciting stuff for them. There's not been anything to get to. The, them up for, for the games and, and as I say we haven't scored since the Motherwell game and uh, hopefully that will change tomorrow and uh, you know maybe Andrew says nobody expects us to win but uh, there's a few of us that might expect us to win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are well let's let's get the thoughts of some fans then because uh, it is another big game for the Dons and there has been this pressure on Derek McInnes allied with the fact that we've got this big game tomorrow so let's get the thoughts of some fans we're going to start off with uh, we're going to hear from our fan reporter Graham Watt we're also going to hear from Maza Don's fan but first of all this is Don's fan Matty yeah it's a massive game for us this weekend um, really feels like last chance saloon for Derek you know he's done an amazing job getting the club where we are today but you look at the performances of the teams around us and it really feels like a missed opportunity this season uh, so I definitely think it's time for a change at the club I really think tomorrow is a must-win game for the Dons. We really need to go in and battle for this one. We we'll have to win tomorrow for if we've got any chance of finishing in a second or third. Um, and if we don't win tomorrow, I'm not a fan of all this hatred towards the manager, but you do start to wonder if his time at the club is up. Um, maybe a fresh start would be better and we try something new. Um, but we we'll also need to look on the other side of the coin and think about what times was like before Derek was in charge um, because we were in a bad state before McInnes was in charge of us. Hopefully it doesn't come down to that. Hopefully we get the, the result that's required tomorrow and then we can progress and move forward after that because it's never ever nice to see a manager being sacked. Yeah, Mike, a very tough game again for Aberdeen this weekend. You know yourself, Mike, Aberdeen struggling. Um, the fans are not happy. They're struggling to find any sort of positive things to say about the club at the moment. Um, Derek McInnes under probably the most pressure he's been under since he joined the club. He's had a few of them over the years, to be honest. And he somehow, somehow finds a way, Mike. Um, can he do it this time against Hibs tomorrow? It wouldn't surprise him if he did and he got Aberdeen the win tomorrow because that's something Derek McInnes has done over the years with Aberdeen. He somehow finds a way, Mike. 
And I think if Aberdeen do get the win tomorrow, it'd be probably three of the most vital points that Derek McInnes has got for Aberdeen over over the years. Um, because you know yourself, Mike, you've seen Twitter, you've seen Facebook. F- fans are just ready to, you know, you've seen the banners, you've seen this and that. The fans are not happy. Um, I hope Aberdeen win tomorrow and I hope I hope we do because I still I still do have confidence in Derek McInnes. Um, I know I didn't sound confident last week. But I think something just tells me that it's, it's going to win tomorrow. I don't know why. Um, I can see Aberdeen stealing it 2-1. Hopefully he does. Um, but we'll see, Mike. 2-1 Aberdeen, hopefully. Yeah, mixed sort of responses from the fans that we heard from there. First of all, Matty, who was very much for change. Then you've got Maza, who was kind of, yeah, for change, but still want the win and still want Derek McInnes to, to do well. And then Graham, probably the, the most we've heard Graham kind of not be 100% behind Derek McInnes this season. Um, but you can, you have to, from a fan's point of view, you can understand why they want to see something change. And sometimes it, it, it can just be down to, well, he's been there for eight years. This is everything that we've achieved. We're doing the same thing over and over again. And from a fan's perspective, they're thinking, well, how do we get more? And so you can understand from an ambitious fan's point of view, what more you might want. Yeah, um, it has been disappointing. There's no getting away from it. We haven't shown the consistency that we all hoped we would get. Uh, the squad has broken up uh, and it's a new squad midway through the season. That's been unusual in its own right. And uh, I, I can understand why the fans are, are you know, looking for some way to improve things. I'm not convinced that changing the manager at this point in the season is going to do that because you bring somebody new in Invariably, they want their own people round about them. Now, the January window has just closed, so you're not able to bring more players in unless you bring out-of-contract players. Now, the reason that they're out of contract is because they haven't been playing well enough at their their club to to stay in contract. Um, so it's, it's an awkward time of year, um, and you just hope that, as we've said the Dons can just get their act together tomorrow and turn things around because there's no question there's good football players there at Pataudry and it maybe just needs uh, a fluky goal to be the catalyst for things going forward but the longer it goes that we haven't scored and we haven't won a game the more difficult it becomes and you can understand that the the noise in the background is going to get louder and louder and louder. Um, it's a, a conundrum that nobody has got the, the final answer for. Yeah, well, I guess wins is one way, uh, Dave. And, and to, it's probably the only way. Yeah, especially at this point. I think I think you're absolutely right. And I think, but you can you can hear in the fans' voices. You can he, you can see it on social media regularly. It it. I feel like a lot of the, the stuff that's posted, it, it comes from a place of wanting, just wanting Aberdeen to, to do better, to do more. But the problem is, of course, when you've got one person who is the manager, it does stop at their door. Absolutely. And Dave, uh, also, I mean, it's such a depressing times in, in general for everybody right now and you want your football team to give you a wee bit of something to, to get uh, excited about. And uh, certainly in the last few games... There's no denying that that hasn't hasn't happened. But the, you know, it wasn't that long ago this season, and I know there's been changes. We were 
compliment. Everyone was complimenting the style of Aberdeen. It was far yeah. more mm-hmm. direct and uh, more, more positive, easy on the eye compared to last season. Um, but uh, and again, every club has it. But the departures, the injury situation has been yeah. has been a real stickler. And uh, Ryan Hedges. When for to have Ryan not for the rest of the season is is a major blow that Derek's going to have to work his way around. Yeah, eight goals and thirty appearances this season for Ryan Hedges. It's been a good return um, f- for him. Uh, Florian Camberry's delayed as well. You're not going to see him tomorrow. No, so no. It, it's it's where the goals where they call the goals come from because you've got players capable of scoring goals. There is no doubt. Lewis Ferguson. You've got Fraser Hornby. He's done it for the under twenty ones Scotland team regularly, uh, but. It's not just about the players scoring goals, it's a team thing. And there's also this nagging thing in the back of your mind. The longer it goes, as you said, Dave, the harder it becomes to get a goal. Yeah, um, it is just a case of everybody has to knuckle down and give absolutely everything tomorrow. Um, There's been one or two players who have flattered to deceive a little bit this season. I'm still not convinced that we've seen the best of Johnny Hayes. Now, you know, Johnny Hayes flying is a scary sight for any defender we haven't seen that very often this season tomorrow would be the ideal day for him in a nice big open pitch like Easter Road has uh, to to really put some pressure on really make his mark on things but I still feel that it's that midfield duo of Ferguson and McCrory who will you know, hold the the outcome of this game in their hands if they're at the top of their form Aberdeen will win the game one good thing Graham Watt has managed to predict their correct score each of the last two Saturdays. He said 2-0 against Motherwell, 0-0 against Livingston. He said 2-1 to the Dons. Hey, what are we worried about? Hey, well, he's Mystic Meg of the show, although that's a bit of an old reference now, but still, he's the Mystic Meg of the show. Um, Dave, yeah, I mean, you meant, uh, Andrew just mentioned the midfielders there, but obviously two, two still very young players. I'm wondering, uh, the likes of Joe Lewis tomorrow, who has had that blip in terms of the goal conceded, and, and there was one earlier this season as well. You've got um, Andy uh, Andrew Considine as well, uh, Johnny Hayes people like that Now McGinn the experienced heads the players that have been here done it before worn the t-shirt is it about them sort of saying look you know we can, we, we have to get out of this we'll, we're there tomorrow we're going to give everything we're going to lead by example yeah like the manager all the players you mentioned have been in this situation previously and they'll, they'll have very much a, a role to play uh, you mentioned Joe the, the, you've also got to remember the amount of times that Joe has saved us. And well, I've uh, counted, I think, four or five games in a row where he's made a save in the last five minutes, which has been yeah. pivotal. And to the yes, it was a, an absolute calamity on Tuesday, yeah, and was. like uh, the, the Motherwell game earlier in the season uh, in September at Petardry, where Joe had a, a very rare mistake. But we know fine that keeper making a mistake it's far more high profile than any anybody outfield. But yeah, the experienced players will have a, a role to play. But as, as Andrew said, the engine room is critical tomorrow and uh, McCrory and Ferguson on their day there's a few better Absolutely well we will talk more about the game tomorrow it is Hibs against Aberdeen third against fourth and we'll also look at this week's Beat the Pundit and find out how last week's Don's fan got on against Dave McDermott that's all in the way in just a moment to talk Dons. North Sound 1 Red Friday. 
You're listening to Red Friday. I'm Mike. I'm joined in the studio by Andrew Shiny and Dave McDermott. And it is time now for Beat the Pundit. Andrew, last week it was Don's fan, Joseph the Happy Barber. How did uh, Joseph get on against Dave? Well, he was even happier come the end of uh, the games because he'd won 4-2. Ah, well. A week of low scoring, it has to be said, but he got the Dundee United Hibs score spot on and predicted that Hearts would beat Dunfermline. Unfortunately, Dave, you only managed to get the Dunfermline, uh, the Hearts Dunfermline result right, and you got the Dundee United Hibs result correct, but no other points. So mm. it's now 39 ah. that you're trailing by. And just remind us, Andrew, who's top of our own uh, league mm-hmm. at the moment? <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I didn't take notes on that. As you know, it's you. Yes, although having said that, not by much. Uh, let's find out this week then how our fan gets on against Dave McDermott. It's time to do Beat the Pundit and our fan reporter, Graham Watt, caught up with Matty, who gave us his predictions. Yes, Mike, taking on Dave tonight is Don's fan, Matty. Matty, first up, score predictions for Saturday's games. Celtic versus Motherwell. Your score predictions for that one. Hi, guys. I reckon it's going to be Celtic 3, Motherwell 1. Livingston against St Johnston. Livingston 1, St Johnston 1. Ross County against Dundee United. Ross County 1, Dundee United 2. St Mirren versus Kilmarnock. St Mirren 0, Kilmarnock 2. And the last game on Saturday, Hibs against Aberdeen. How do you feel about this one, Matty? We need a big response from the boys. I think it's going to be Aberdeen 2, Hibs 1. And on Sunday, we've got Hamilton against Rangers. I think it's going to be Rangers 4, Hamilton 0. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Right, we've uh, we've got Matty's predictions. Dave, we're going to get yours now. First of all, Celtic against Motherwell. Uh, 3-0 Celtic. Livingston host St Johnston. Uh, same as Matty, 1-1. Dundee United visit Ross County. 2-0 Ross County. Kilmarnock are in Paisley against St Mirren. 2-1 for the Buddies. And Hibbs host the Dons. And uh, as Andrew knows, I predicted this before I listened to Graham, it was 2-1 Aberdeen. <laughs> uh, on Sunday, it's Hamilton at home to Rangers. As with Matty, 4-0 Rangers. OK, so some similar scores there, mm-hmm. which, which well, I guess it reduces the excitement well, somewhat, no, Andrew. Ross County and the St Mirren games we've gone opposite. OK, so okay. Yeah, I mean, he's gone 2-0 Kilmarnock at St Mirren, which is ah, slightly yes. surprising. Uh, and yeah. Indy United to win up at Ross County, but hey, it's we're getting to that stage of the season where you know strange results can can occur, and let's hope that the bookies think it's a strange result that occurs at Easter Road when Aberdeen win. Speaking of the other games, because there are a few, uh, most of them are tomorrow. Andrew, you've got the one game. I think it's a twelve o'clock kickoff. Hamilton at home to Rangers, but Celtic Motherwell. Just looking at that one, uh, with Celtic seem to be back in some sort of form but having said that I have to say up until the the dive for the penalty and the goal <laughs> um, it did feel fairly even and even after the goal actually I, I thought um, even then it still felt like uh, both teams had a chance but Kamarnik I have to say they didn't look fantastic in by the end of the game anyway No there's there's problems at Kilmarnock um, quite clearly Alex Dyer away they don't have a manager in place as yet I believe Stephen Presley was interviewed for the job mm-hmm. today um, whether that's a forward step I don't know uh, but uh, Celtic yeah they've, they've got a wee bit of 
you know, confidence from scoring four goals, albeit, you know, a dodgy penalty, an offside goal um, against a side that is really struggling at the moment. Motherwell have, have shown a little bit of form uh, since Graham Alexander took over. That was a good win, and an important win for them against Dundee United. So yeah. they'll, they'll go to Celtic Park fancying their chances, but I think Celtic will just edge that one. Yeah, um, Dave, I think any team at the moment going to Celtic Park or playing Celtic at home, they, I think at the moment they feel like they've got a wee chance and also I think they're really up for it yeah and it's, it's certainly not the fortress that it was um, although I do think Celtic will uh, will win uh, tomorrow but uh, Mother will go will go there expecting to take something from it yeah uh, Livingston they host St Johnston Andrew they'll be hoping to go 15 games unbeaten um, I could see it happening yeah, I mean, uh, you've gone for 1-1, as has Dave and Matty as well. I've gone for Livingston to win. Very impressed with what I saw on Tuesday night. Uh, St Johnston, they blow a wee bit hot and cold. Uh, they obviously did quite well at Ibrox, keeping Rangers down to one. Mm. Uh, but they've got a League Cup final to, to look forward to against Livingston. Yeah. Um I'm not sure that Callum Davidson has the same strength and depth that David Martindale. I can't imagine him changing seven players in the in the lineup and not feeling like it's been weakened. No, um, but you know he left his captain out against Aberdeen, Marvin Bartley, mm. and he didn't miss him. Steve Lawson came in and did an excellent job in the middle of the park. They've got this all for one and one for all ethos about them Livingston that you find it very difficult to, to back against them well, you've seen in the past teams like Leicester and who did it in England that, the season that they won the league and that was really their mentality was uh, all it's what got them through it it was we will not be beaten whatever it takes we'll win these games and it's a shame in some ways for Livingston that it's come a little bit late in the season from their perspective yeah I mean had they started the season the way they're going at the moment uh, we'd have a title race <laughs> it's true yeah. given the results that they've been getting but uh, um, it, it's a hard one uh, they're better away from home than they are at home St Johnston will probably go there thinking right let's put a marker down for the cup final mm. but both sides might be just thinking you know let's not pick up any injuries yeah. ahead of the cup yeah. final and that, that's a dangerous thing to do Dave because we've seen it in the past if, if you go into a challenge less than 100% that's when you come out injured yeah you'll come out the worse uh, for it but uh, yeah I, that's why I've gone for a, a draw because I do think both teams will have one eye on the on the cup final it's such a huge yeah. game for them both uh, so I, I do reckon it'll be a stalemate but uh, you know I can't see St Johnson winning no, I could I, I could see Livingston winning. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Ross County, Dundee United. There's two teams, uh, Dave. First of all, that are in great form right now. Although Ross County picking up that win might just give them the edge. Yeah, I, I, that, again, that's why I've gone for. I mean, Dundee United are in a bit of freefall at the moment. Mm. And, uh, Mickey Mellon listened to his post-match interview last Saturday after um, the game, and he did sound like a manager who was running out of excuses mm. um, because you know you look at some of the players they've got Lawrence Shankland has stopped scoring at the, you know hence the reason there was no 
bid for him during the, the well, January you, window. You, you looked at their forward line, you had Nicky Clark, Mark McNulty and Lauren Shankland. Yeah. Yeah. You're thinking, you're bound to get goals there, but it, yeah. it's just not happening and they're, they're conceding too many goals. Ross County will be hoping against hope that they can produce the same type of form, performance tomorrow as they did against Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah, and, and you could you could see it because they'll he'll be John, oh, Hughes, John will Hughes will have them up for it. Yeah. Absolutely, I mean, there's there's no problem in terms of motivation there. It's it's just a case of you know making sure that you don't give anything silly away. Yeah, uh, and going out there and getting the job done. Yeah, you mentioned Dave Matty going for a two 0 Kilmarnock win away to St Mirren. I'd be very surprised if that happens. Yeah, and, and Kilmarnock can like United or United were in the top six until recently, but. Now, like Kilmarnock, in danger of getting drawn into that relegation battle. So, um, yeah, I do think St Mirren, um, been impressed with Jim Goodwin uh, in his role as manager. They bounced back from the semi-final defeat very yeah. in the best possible manner and uh, I think they'll be too strong for, for Killy um, especially just now as well they've got nobody, I mean Fowler's in temporary charge but he's already ruled himself out of yeah. wanting, the, wanting the job. So, uh, I think that's why I've gone for home wins in both both games in Dingwall and in Paisley. It, it almost reminded me of Kilmarnock when they were, when they when they played under Steve Clark, but without any of the way to stop other teams scoring. It's like they're not really they're not really putting giving an awful lot in attack, but they're just not defending well either. It, they're just not the Kilmarnock that we're used to seeing over the last few seasons at the moment. No, I think. Um you know, Stuart Finlay seems to have fallen out of favour there for whatever reason, and he's a very important man in in their back division. Uh, Danny Rogers left out of the side in midweek against Celtic. Colin Doyle ships four goals, so you, you're not going to have a confident goalkeeper. There's all, there this. always seems to be a correlation between teams that don't have a steady goalkeeper and and problems, and I, I do see that. I mean, we've talked about Celtic so many times this season, and that's why, I, I guess, Dave, as well, with Joe Lewis, even though you, we've seen the odd mistake this season, it's still so important to have a player that the defenders know you've got Joe Lewis behind them, Albeit the mistake in midweek, he's a solid goalkeeper. Yeah, and uh, you know Celtic, they've, they've got Barkas, uh, Hazard, and Bain, and it's been a revolving door, which does mm. not make it easy for defenders. And given that some of Celtic's defenders have been in pretty poor form as well, it's a recipe for yeah. a bit of a disaster. But uh, yeah, uh, having a, a keeper you can rely on, and ninety nine point nine nine times out of 100 you can certainly rely on Joe it makes a huge difference yeah um, Rangers just six wins I think from the the title they play Hamilton uh, away from home on Sunday Andrew your thoughts on that one well it's it's a matter of how many Rangers are going to score the way they're going at the moment um Morellis suspended. Kimar Roof, um, I think he's got a two-game ban now. I think he's as got well. a two-game yeah. ban unless yeah. they appeal it. Yes, um, which of course would delay the so would, he would be available. Yeah, um, they've just got far too much firepower. They play really good attacking football. They're relentless. Uh, they're scoring lots of goals. They've got sixty-seven goals in twenty-seven games. You can only see them adding to that tally. Uh, Hamilton, they've got Bruce Anderson on loan, but mm-hmm. they must have thought. Right, we've gone ahead against Ross County. Let's keep that going. They then concede two goals and, and lose the game. We've 
said on numerous occasions never write Hamilton off but I think no. they can safely write them off from getting three points on Sunday yeah I've seen murmurings just very briefly about Brian Rice there from some of the fans on social media it feels like a, a manager that was very much loved by all the fans there's a bit of a tide turning there as well there is when you're four points adrift at the bottom that tends to be a catalyst for that kind <laughs> of reaction probably explain it. but yeah you know, big game for, but look forward to seeing how Bruce gets on and of yeah. course uh, his former teammate Scott Wright could well make his debut for Rangers uh, Just very quickly Andrew uh, before we do finish it is of course Hibs Aberdeen tomorrow uh, it's a three o'clock kickoff. what's the score going to be? I went 1-1 <laughs> um, I wish I could share Dave's optimism and Graham's optimism but I think uh, a draw is possibly the best Aberdeen will get out of this game but I'd love to be proved wrong yeah, it is Hibs. You know, many occasions. <laughs> <laughs> just to get that in there, just in time. Uh, yes, it is Hibs against the Dons. It's a three o'clock kickoff tomorrow. We'll keep you up to date right here on North Sound One. Myself and Cheryl from two o'clock on Red Saturday. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound One, Red Friday.